Welcome to the NS North Podcast. I'm Dan Byers, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, Phil Kaskring. How are you, Phil? It's going cold, Dan. Oh, it's so cold up here. For this episode, we have Speaker Jonathan Penn joining us. How are you, John? I'm doing good. Not quite so cold down here, but doing good. <laughs> good. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do? Yeah, I'm a software developer from originally from Ohio. I grew up working on computers from a quite young age. Got a degree in computer science, doing a lot of stuff on the web for a while. And then once the iPhone got released, I got bit by the SDK bug and decided to jump into that. And I've uh, done a lot of iOS development, so it's been good. So you're, are you self-taught in terms of iOS and, and Mac? Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I didn't touch Objective-C at all until uh, I, I started working with the iOS SDK. Uh, so that, that was quite an experience. Um, I had some C experience, but uh, uh, yeah, Objective-C was, a, was an interesting, uh, interesting thing to do. Being from computer science, was it mostly Java or... Uh... No, a, a lot of what I did was in C, and then um, as with web scripting languages that took off. Um, unfortunately, right. I, I I know quite a bit about PHP um, because there were. <laughs> hey, it works. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. It, and it you know it, it took off, and it it uh, it uh, there were some great opportunities I had to work with that to build some interesting ideas, and so yeah, it was good. So what uh, what was the itch that made you get into the iPhone Objective C land? I, for me, it was uh, the idea of being able to program these little lozenges that you can put in your pocket that do all these amazing things, um, especially once the uh, the GPS unit came out and, and uh, the sensors that keep getting added. It, it, I'm, a, I'm a fan, uh, hopefully not, not a... Uh, not too much of a fan, but I'm a fan of the quantified self. Just thinking about the the way that we uh, the way that we interact with uh, our environment and the way the environment interacts with us, and and measuring these things and reflecting on these things to me is very fascinating. So uh, um, uh, that was it was neat just to sit down and and build little tiny projects that used these devices in interesting ways to to reflect on what I was doing. Cool. And then so what what kind of stuff have you built in the past? Like, uh, is there much in the store? I had I have uh, two apps in the store. One of them I, I sold to a to a friend of mine so, um, uh, as I uh, transitioned into other things. So um, I, I don't work on that one anymore. And the other one is just kind of sitting there because it's all it's a timer app. Um, you know, everybody builds a timer app when they get started. <laughs> so that's that's fun. But but the the other app I built I was I was fascinated by. I um, it was a, a reading log. I, I wanted to keep track of books I was reading and, and the thing how how long it was taking me to get through things because sometimes. You know, you sit down with a huge book uh, that you want to read because you'd like to to uh, engross yourself in the topic, but it, it slogging through can take forever. And um, when I was in college, what I used to help me get through long passages or long books was basically to keep track of how fast I was reading. And then I can calculate and say, oh, you, you only have two days left of solid reading and then you're done. So just keep going. Ah, don't, don't give up. Cool. So yeah. I, I called it I called it read more and I would just plug in, you know, the page I started on during a reading session, the page I ended. And then, you know, boom, it, was just, <laughs> it would it would tell me over time, you know, how, how far I have to go. Um, of course, at the beginning of books, it was depressing four weeks, you know, five weeks to read. But <laughs> yeah. in, in some ways, it was it was a little bit of feedback that I exploited to help me uh, keep going. And, uh, you know, it's the same kind of way somebody would use uh, how they run a marathon. You, you, don't, you don't just get up and run 26 miles all in one go. You, yeah. you use little bits to kind of you know, chip away at what you can. So, yeah, so right. basically all that functionality is now built into all the e-readers. 
<laughs> yeah, that um, yes, yeah, the problem when you enter a market, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, yeah, and 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 and, it, and rightly so. I I think uh, actually sitting down to plug in the numbers is is a pain. Although it and this is the interesting part. My biggest market was lawyers and students whose oh, content yeah. content would not have been in e-readers, and so I, I'd get a ton of. Uh, at the, well, at least at the time, you know, textbooks uh, have traditionally been these big things you have to buy in return. And so I, I'd get lots of emails from uh, from students uh, saying, hey, you know, thanks so much for this. I, I now know exactly how bad the rest of my semester is going to be <laughs> to keep up with my work. So yeah. that uh, that was always encouraging to hear. You spoke about the... Um the tiny little lozenges and i actually say they're rectangles but you know his <laughs> own geometry uh what about the little squares that are coming up that are going to be on your wrist what do you think about those oh more sensors you know it's good yes. times yeah um, <laughs> i i i'm very fascinated i i have a fitbit myself um which i i use for a lot of things um probably most most often i use it for sleep tracking and uh, uh I, i'm not sure i'm not quite sure how the how the watch would would work into that at this point But um, with the with the, the Fitbit, it's been interesting for me. I, I keep track of, of when I go to bed, when I get up, and then I, I keep a journal for how I feel throughout the day, and I try to use that in some way to you know intersect with with uh, you know health and all that stuff. My goodness. Well, you do have two wrists, so you could keep both. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's very true. There's even so, a setting on a Fitbit to put it on your dominant hand, so so it it changes the algorithm a little bit. I found that interesting. Well, you all are so so far ahead. I, I have the old one you clip on your on your waist, so uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a little behind. <laughs> But yeah. I like good. those better, anyways. I, I don't like uh, having ugly things on my on my arm. <clears throat> That's why I'm looking forward to the watch. It's going to be a, a pretty little thing <clears throat> to to look at as well as being super functional. Um, so before you kind of switched chapters in your life, currently, what uh, what were you? focusing on in terms of your work and stuff you were you were you had a business yourself right yeah yeah I, I've, i've done quite a bit of independent contracting um in between working at a couple of places a couple of startups but uh I, what i what i was doing was um mostly uh ios development there was a lot of uh, ruby web development that had, had come up that i had I'd been done too but um uh, recently it was it was doing ios um i had written uh, two books One was on UI automation testing for iOS, and the other was doing uh, uh, SpriteKit game development, or kind of the the idea of entering into game development if you've never done it before. And I, I co-authored oh. that with uh, with Josh Smith. We kind of interlaced a little bit of uh, game theory and some discussions about what you know uh, what makes good game design. I have both of these books. <laughs> oh, good. Hey, in, in e format though. Oh, e nice, nice. So you're a game developer? Have you worked on other games in the past? I have not. No, I fell into this for fun. Um, Josh, my my co-author, had done game development. He worked at a game studio in Akron, Ohio, oh. uh, and and in his process of doing that, you know, we we had lots of discussions about game development, and I was excited to try it. I have, you know, everyone has ideas that they want to try to make happen. Yeah. Um, so we, as we started doing this, we we realized that there was a a lot of people were asking us questions, and um, you know we thought, okay, well, we should we should try to package this up somehow. So we started doing these workshops, 
uh, together to kind of teach how to start with little bits and pieces and and uh, go from zero to <laughs> to a small game. A lot of people came with with intentions of you know b- building some blockbuster, and they walked away a little bit more sober and feeling like okay, well this this is challenging. But we hoped to give to at least have them walk away with a sense of understanding how you can uh, prototype with real world objects, and maybe that could relate to other parts of software development and things like that. Not just you know um, uh, the, <laughs> your own visions of being a rock star of a game developer. You know you know. We'll walk away with actual tangible things you can use in in, uh, in whatever else you're doing. When you mean real world objects, you mean they put up blocks and they would throw things at them to make them fall and look at the physics, or yeah. Well, Angry Birds gave us a lot to talk about in that regard. Yeah, about how you can actually do that. Sometimes paper prototyping has been has been really useful. We um, we were encouraging people. Like a lot of times, people would come to these workshops thinking, "Well, I I just have this brilliant idea," and they'd want to sit down and just start typing. It's very tempting just to start typing, you know, without actually knowing where you're going. And and we'd, we'd help them distill their idea down. Like, oh, it sounds like you have a card game. Well, you know what? There's a great little package you could buy at any, you know, at any uh, game store <laughs> that you can use to prototype your idea to see if, that, if it's actually fun. And that part of it, um, you know, helping people distill their ideas down to to explore the funness without wasting their time Uh, uh, building something huge and complex that they have trouble deleting when they realize it's not going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and of course, if someone wants to sit down and type and just have fun with Sprite Kit and experiment with things, that's that's fine. But um, if you sometimes experimenting with your actual idea to see how it goes is also good. So you don't get discouraged. So how uh, how long were you doing these workshops for? Uh, a couple of years. Um, oh, we, wow. we were. Yeah, we were part of the CocoConf thing. As part oh, of uh, okay. yeah, we we would do that um, at the at the, the the first day before the actual conference started. We were part of the tutorial track, and we just <laughs> it, there was a lot of demand. We just kept doing it, so it was fun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, neat. And so then you went to start your own, start up your own company, I guess, right? Uh, in terms of with with a bunch of your friends, I think. Well, it, actually, it was uh, sure. my 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 fellow uh, my fellow conference. Uh, uh, workshopper um josh we ended up saying you know what we should just start a business together and so so we did we uh we formed a, a company uh, called rubber city wizards uh, namesake after akron ohio which was surprising to everybody it, it, it used to be the rubber capital of the world we didn't grow any rubber trees but it apparently all funneled <laughs> through there with tires and all sorts of stuff <laughs> i was wondering where that was from okay I mean... yeah i know it, most we we would as we came up with the name and we were all proud about it we realized no one has any idea what we're talking about <laughs> so it was just, so it was like it was a fun little history history experiment yeah the conversation starter Yeah, exactly, exactly. So we joined forces and just and basically did the same thing we were doing separately, but together. We we just did consulting, and then we we were looking for opportunities to do training because we enjoyed uh, teaching. And um, both of us have a have a a close um, a very a close interest in education and how people learn of all of all shapes and sizes. And we wanted to keep experimenting with that in in workshop form and kind of see where that goes. And yeah, it was it was a great experience for both of us. We really enjoyed it. So you you say you have a, a good um, or you have an, an an interest in how people learn. Um, would have you ever experimented in like the the app side of that or like the online side of it? How people can learn online or like doing self driven tutorials and whatnot? Like uh, there's you, you hear about it all over the place, like Coursera and Khan Academy. Like do you yeah have, have you tried out some of their services to see if how how they're doing things? Yeah, we uh, I it's fascinating. Josh and I spent many hours talking about this stuff and we've we've talked with many people 
Um, I even had a chance to sit down with uh, Andy Matuchek, who's recently joined Khan Academy, and, and uh, try to get more into his mind of what he what he hopes to achieve. And I I, I think there's some some awesome stuff. I, I love the fact that there's a lot of companies experimenting. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I I uh, that I'm a little discouraged about is is the way we just kind of think. Well, if you just put content out. People will just get smarter. <laughs> we'll slap we'll slap some videos up on the web because yeah, and that's that's the the incredible part that we have today is the distribution channel is is just remarkable. We can ship these bits of stuff um, anywhere uh, at you know, blazing speeds in, in cheap conduits. So in some ways, it feels like a lot of the the larger. Um, uh, uh, technological ecosystem sees that as like, oh, we solved the problem because we can get information faster to people. Um, one of the things that I, I've been enjoying, my uh, my spouse is, is uh, in education. She was a public school teacher for a while, and now um, she's uh, looking into the Montessori philosophy and has been experimenting oh. with different education philosophies. And she's currently studying... Experimenting. Well, <laughs> sounds... Well, you got you to do the R&D. <laughs> got to do the R&D. Um, it's legal to experiment on your own children in the United States, too. So I'll just, kinda, I'll, I'll just leave that at that. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. We, we yeah. are doing it ethically, of course. Um, but she, <laughs> it's, it's organic is what you want to say. Yes. <laughs> free range. Free range, yes. <laughs> One of the things that, that she's been interested in that has kind of infected me in this whole process is that uh, Maria Montessori was very interested in physical um, manipulatives, like uh, the, the ability to, to take problems, distill them down to forms that you touch and you feel, and you, you figure out how you can, you can arrive to the answers that you know, the greats of math or, or science have arrived at um, on their own. You, you try to help the children get to that, too. And I, in some ways, the the way that we present education, just as you know, uh, we're just going to slap information at you, you know, over over a screen, sometimes can feel a little bit. Um, it's a one size fits all model that doesn't, by definition, fit everybody. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So augmenting that knowledge that you can just download and play anywhere with other kinds of with other forms is interesting. And I, to be honest, I have not experimented much with about that in the app space. Um, I'm excited to see what Andy does at Con. Uh, really excited, in fact. And who knows where these things will go? Um, I'm, I, a lot of the apps I've been built have been uh, for contract work for other people, and then the few apps I've, I've done for myself. Um, but in, in the education space, a lot of our experimentation has been actually just doing it in workshop form. So that's been fun. Yeah. It's, a, it's a huge space right now. And yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I've, been, I've been following the Khan Academy, Khan, Khan Academy quite, a, quite a bit as well. And I, yeah, I, same here. I can't uh, wait to see what they turn up. Um, it's, it's interesting how they're funded, like their, their funding model and, and how it's either free or inexpensive, right? Um, that whole service. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it's it should be an interesting next couple of years for sure. And also in terms of uh, education, there's a very very large untapped market in the in the developing countries that currently have yeah. poor access to education and some may say poor access to the internet. And if things become available on the internet, the I mean the kids in these countries they're smart too, right? So they're they're just as smart as us. But just get get access to. Um, to uh, the same content, can you imagine what they're going to come up with? <laughs> That's right. It's good That's stuff. Right. Very good stuff. So when you're not working uh, on your iOS side of things, um, what, what do you like to do outside of development? 
Um, I have uh, I've had a stint as a musician for a while. I, I play um, acoustic guitar, a little bit of piano, and, and sing, and did some all, all sorts of stuff, writing my own stuff and playing in bands for a while for fun, and uh, even recorded my own my own album. It's in iTunes. You can search for my name. Oh, cool! Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's it's an old album with a bunch of stuff I wrote a long time ago. So you know things things change and you get kind of embarrassed about your own stuff. But yeah, that's uh, no, that's great. It's like apps, actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody who makes stuff and puts it out says, "Why did I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I, I used to uh, used to do that, um, uh, and I really enjoyed it. After having children, it's been kind of hard to 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 find time or uh, quiet spaces in the house to do music. <laughs> <laughs> for, yeah, yeah, for fun, but uh, but it's it's been good. Are you in a house there? Uh, or do you have an apartment? We have, have, have a small house. Small. Oh, okay. So you need to develop a yeah. You need needed to create a little studio or something to <laughs> soundproof studios. You can jam. Also called a closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's where I am now. It works quite well. So. <laughs> and you actually played many many times with with the breakpoints i think too right yes i i really like james dempsey yeah. he is very clever and uh is uh i've been honored to be a part of uh, of his work with uh you know making up goofy songs so it's, it's been a lot of fun so are you an actual breakpoint or a conditional breakpoint I, i i graduated to becoming an actual breakpoint because I, i did it enough times and uh he uh he he had me kneel down in front of him and he knighted me <laughs> <laughs> and now I, I'm the actual thing, so it's good. It's nice. And so you're you're primarily a guitarist. Yes, primarily guitarist. Although probably a better singer. I I don't. Uh, you know, whenever I say I'm a guitarist, you know, you, you get people saying, you know, play Stairway to Heaven or you know, <laughs> play play this lick. And I, I I'm more of a rhythm guitarist, so I'll I'll just you know get that out of the way now and we'll <laughs> cool. go from there. We'll have to de definitely get you up on the stage at uh, NS North. We'll have. Uh, we're we're trying to get a number of people to bring their guitars and banjos and whatever other instrument maybe flute or clarinet if anybody out there likes to play that they can bring them kazoo kazoos recorders you know oh. we're, we're gonna have an awesome jam during NS north as well so yeah well we'll, we'll get you up there <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> be good times sure all right well thanks for joining us john what's the best way for somebody to get in touch with you Good question. I, I, I guess um, Twitter is kind of the ubiquitous way of doing it. I, I am Jonathan Penn on Twitter, all one word. And uh, you can uh, still contact me. I, I don't update uh, my blog very much uh, because of, uh, I, I'm working on stuff that I, I'm not allowed to, to say what I'm working on. So I, I can't go update CocoManifest.net. Uh, But you can still reach me at uh, Jonathan at CocoManifest.net. And uh, we can chat. Very good. All right. You can learn more about our conference by visiting our website at nsnorth.ca. Also, be sure to check out our new blog as we frequently post news and announcements there and on our Twitter feed at nsnorth. Thanks for listening and join us again next time as we will introduce and you'll get to know more about another great speaker. Phil, how can people get in touch with you? You can reach me on Twitter at Philip C or Phil at nsnorth.ca. And I'm underscore Dan Byers on Twitter and you can email me at dan at nsnorth.ca. See you soon. Mm -hmm.